This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events that are or were in our news. There's a sporting flavour to our programme this week. Great development has taken place at Tulla GAA Park over recent months. Pat O'Brien and Jim Collins called in this week to have a look and met with Brian Torpy of Tulla GAA. Hello, my name is Jim Collins and I'm here with Pat O'Brien of Scariff Bay Community Radio. And Pat, we are uh, here in Tulla looking at an absolutely magnificent spectacle before us. Yeah, it is fabulous. Uh, I, I've been passing up and down to Tulla there for the last six months and, and there's fabulous work going on. And I didn't actually, when I came in today and had a look around, I didn't, I didn't think it was as big. But yeah. it is a fabulous, uh, it is a fabulous sure. standing and facilities for, for Tulla. And it was, Tulla was always the centre of of hurling in East Clare. So, so you have gathered, we're in Park Idalig and in Tulla, and we're here with Brian Torpy, uh, Brian from the Tulla Club. I'm not quite sure what your official title is, Brian. Nuisance. Nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us, I mean, I, I think any GA person or, or anyone coming in here would be, would be full of admiration for what's going on here in Tulla, what has taken place and we're not finished yet but uh, it really is a, a fantastic achievement for the club and for the community. It hurts to know, Jim, whether it is the stand you're talking about or to win the Deherty. <laughs> they have a familiar ring to both of them. <laughs> I will deal with the stand first. Yeah, it's fantastic, joking apart. It's lovely and I'm delighted now that Pat is here and I had his seat just put in and all the time for him to sit down. <laughs> um, it's lovely. We're, we're thrilled with it, we're thrilled. Um, uh, we cannot give enough praise to Mark Quinn the, from Kyokan who built it, designed it and... Um, He's been very, very generous with us in the costing of it because uh, it's a wonderful, a wonderful building. And our our intention now is to do it justice by providing such 21st century facilities and being able to facilitate all our neighbours here in East Clare. Yeah, you were telling us before we came or before we started the interview that prior to the current work starting here, you had in excess of a quarter of a million put into this ground over the last number of years. We have, yeah, and actually in hindsight I'd say I've been conservative with the, with the quarter of a million. In 2002 we started by um, closing our field. Our field was closed for the bones of 14 months um, and we relayed the pitch with a sand-based pitch. Altman did it and, and Mr O'Shea from Kerry was the designer and it has stood to us because we've only one field and it's surviving well. Um, because the, it being sand-based and maintained and treated is um, it's standing the test of time. We then put in the floodlighting and new dressing rooms. So overall, we've quite an amount of money spent in it. Some people have said, you know, the time for you to build the stand. Well, you see, it is only the same fibres in everybody's pocket. And we put our priority in the playing field. You know, we say, ye and Scarif built a flake and stand. That was your choice. And did a beautiful job in it we just went in a different direction and we're all ended up in the same place at the same time hopefully you know yes it would make you very proud Pat to be a GA person told, yeah, and, and, to, and, to come in here told, yeah it's fabulous now and uh, like as I said before uh, Tulla uh, was always the centre of uh, when I was a young lad we always came to Tulla every Sunday for matches no matter who would be playing 
and um, she's great now to have the last facilities there. Uh, lovely stand and uh, a gym, and there's going to be Brian there will give us all the details of, uh, of it as well now, and it's fabulous. Yeah. Brian, I suppose, as, as Pat says there, it's more than just a stand to sit down and watch matches. Uh, there's a huge facility, we'll say, at the back of the stand as you look. There is. Um, just before I go back to that, you'll prompt me in that again, I'm sure. I just want to take up on a point you made there about... Um, hey, someone's on to Pat. About um, the centre we have. We're very, very conscious, and I'm not being smart about this, the field belongs to Tulla, but the hill belongs to East Clare. Because um, we've had fantastic matches here and Tulla teams aren't playing them at all. Um, and we're very conscious of that. And go back to the hearty again. While it was called St. Joseph's Secondary School, Tulla, but you had fellas from Feekley, Bradford, The Mills, Clooney Queen, Crusheen. You know, it's I, I'm repeating myself again, but the field is Tulla's, but the hill is East Clare's. Yeah. I remember one time oh. Scarif and Tulla drawn against each other in a competition and Scarif agreeing to play ye in Tulla. Of course she did. And ye and, and didn't accept. No, <laughs> and I'll tell you the same story. My very good friend David Solon over in Whitecat, I was in charge of the, the, the Tulla seniors a good few years ago and we were drawn to play Whitecat in a relegation game. And God, as soon as the draw was made, Dave was on the phone to me. Brian, he says, we'll toss for a venue. I says, you can go suck an egg now. So I said, if you think that I'm letting you over to Tuller to play us. You know, it is. That's what I'm saying. It is. It's, 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 um, and it's just, it's location. We're not boasting about it in Tuller. It's where we're just geographically placed. And I'm repeating it again. The pitch is ours, but the hill is East Clare's. And we want to provide those facilities there. Ones that we can afford to provide for everybody. And that they will have. And more so as much ourselves too, of course. You know, when we're playing our own league matches and and at underage and, and schools games, that we can provide good facilities for our own personnel, but as well as that for our visitors. Yeah. Now, to go back up to the stand... Um, as we just walked through, there was a flaking gym down at the end of it, and um, East Clare Fitness. Um, is it your nephew, Pat? It is, yeah, it is. Aidan Fowler. Fowler. Yeah, yeah. Shane McGrath, yeah. Aidan yeah, was in, they were in here one day. Aidan was being driven round by Shane McGrath, I'll tell you why. That's a fair business in a Mercedes. <laughs> 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 There's money in them, their gyms. But the lads, anyway, were delighted are coming in because they're, they have an excellent reputation and they're running top-class gyms already in Kilkishan and Scarif and um, they'll do the same here um, and East Clare Fitness will be the people to contact there if you're if you're interested in being part of their classes because they have the gym booked for 35 hours a week the gym facilities will also be available in for club members and uh, there will be a membership for gym membership as well obviously in the present climate we're in you have to be a member you know, nobody will be allowed in to use the facility without proper membership. Beside that, then, we have a media room, which I'm delighted to say the two media people here beside me were thrilled with. And it was designed uh, by a plan by Mr. Leo Dial, who picked out what he reckoned was the best idea for a media room. No better men. No better men. <laughs> no. And there's a special seat up there for Mr. Brendan Foley, my very good friend and rival. Um and then at the back, of the, we have a big meeting room kind of at the back of the media room where it's a partitioned off. 
It's a bit like Clifton House. There's a movable partition between two big rooms. <laughs> well, let's hope you don't run into the same difficulties. Oh, my God, no, no. Well, <laughs> we, there's a, and beside that then there's a physio room and a shop. So it's, it's a facility that's there. And even you, Jim, are identifying a room up there, which would be very good for for a radio like there is there is rooms up there and if you have an idea of a space you want in East Clare come and talk to us and if if we can work together great you know but even I suppose Pat even for people who who are not currently involved in the GA club but who live in the community around here oh yeah it's it's a brilliant facility yeah yeah and especially for the people maybe in the morning before they go to work they come in and they 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 use the gym I think that's the way it works in Kikishan they are in as if they opened at uh, six in the morning and uh, some people come in and they 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 do their their bit of work in the morning yeah and um, actually, it was a great facility, and you have a great hinterland around Tullard, you know, for, for, for people. And maybe the people that's not involved in the GA will come in and use those facilities as well. Okay, and I suppose you have a shop as well, and uh, rooms for, I think you mentioned Pilates, perhaps, right. or, or other activities. Exactly, other activities. I, I couldn't go into the technicalities of that, no, Jim. I don't know an awful lot about the Pilates. Yes. I'm not a Pilates person. But there are people who are very interested, and that is there for them. And yes, there will there is a shop, um, and it will be for teas and coffees, and not just a uh, milchan, but for for the coupon and tea freshen. And I suppose, I mean, something like this, Brian, and it's I mean, both Pat and I have been hugely impressed today on our visit. Um, but it doesn't come cheap either, uh, and I suppose it involves a lot of fundraising for yourselves. Huge, and it does. And but people are being very, very generous. I mean, I'm I'm repeating it again, but Mark Quinn and Kyokon has been outstanding in his um, in his support for us, and we doubt it. And without him, it wouldn't have happened. Fact: uh, our current fundraiser at the moment is um, buying a seat. Now, what we're going to do is we'll have a plaque on the side of the wall um, to be a lovely way that you'll have a plaque up with your name and then you'll still be able to read it. Yeah. That won't be like above and top of the yeah. hill where your name will be on a plaque and you won't be there to read it. Yes. So. <laughs> we're, 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 we're delighted with that. Now, they're going very well and um, if anybody out there again uh, would like to have their name on the wall and, and they're a huge, I mean, the last time I spoke to you uh, above in Canuck de Guiha, uh, a farmer hurler from over on the Bedike side rang me up and we had a great chat and he was thrilled and he sent me his hundred euros in, in the cheque and I got a Jimmy thank you very much and uh, we'd be welcome anybody who'd like to be associated with this because I'm repeating myself again and again the pitches is taller but the hill is East Clare and if you want your name up there to generate a bit of conversation and to be remembered and as I said to be able to read your name in a plaque while you're still around Send me a hundred euros and we'll do it for you. To, and and if you just go into the Tolla GA website, there's a there's a link there now. Or if you wish, you can ring me, Brian Torpy, 086-8432-966. That's 086-8432-966, and I'll I'll uh, go through the details with you. Grant. And I suppose, uh, Jim, we all remember the, the, the big the big crowds here in the 70s and the National League games when Cusick Park was closed. 
you they were right at the time but they wouldn't be right uh, now no, no, do you know no, unfortunately no, no. and as well as that we were chatting about this in the 70s no one ever went, nobody ever went to a match on their own in the car you'd have the car full yeah, yeah. now we all tend to go on our own no, car yeah, because yeah. we're doing this or that afterwards you know mm. and the traffic and whatnot. it's mm. something we would be mindful of but let's focus let's focus on Scarif and Fiekel in the quarter final of the senior championship 2022 That'd be a game to open the field with. It'd be beautiful. Wouldn't it? Follow yes. it the following Sunday by Whitegate and Bradford, another quarter final. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Who'd want your intercounty matches, did? The cars would be back as far as Cooney. Oh, why, we go over and collect you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, before, one of the things we were admiring here as well, but you were saying it's not part of the, we'll call it the official development, are the, the new dugouts that are here. Uh, just oh, yeah, yeah. behind us where yeah. we stand uh, and they yeah. look really really well they're, they're fabulous um, at the beginning of, of last year at the beginning of, of 21 uh, a man by the name of John Carney and I will be involved with say, in the caring of the field and we identified a few jobs that we do and I was very cute I took the jobs that I knew other people would do for me and John decided he'd go after the dugouts. But not only did he go after them, but he designed them and made them yeah, yeah. himself. And uh, they're beautiful. We're, we're, we're thrilled with them, absolutely thrilled. Uh, they can cater for 16 subs, so it will be a fair panel that'll have the 16 subs with them, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and John deserves enormous credit for it because he put painstaking work into it, you know, and... Um, yeah, we're thrilled with them. Absolutely thrilled. Yeah, they look very well. Yeah. Well, listen, we look forward to 2022. Pat, I noticed he, he didn't include the Mills in no, any no. possible <laughs> quarterfinal, but he didn't mention no, no. all the quarterfinals. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So they were waiting for the winners. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we won relegation last year, but we, we won't be fair off again this time. <laughs> that's our only, that's the only negative about this. We'll never get to play a championship game in it ourselves. Yes. Well, yeah, maybe you, maybe other clubs might agree to play you like like quite. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Brian Torpy of Tulla Hurling Club. First of all, congratulations on the work that you've done so far. Good luck with the rest of the fundraising and with the rest of the work. And I know we really look forward in Scariff Bay Community Radio to be over here up in that uh, commentary area uh, and reporting uh, with the most magnificent view out over a pitch that you could want. So well done and thanks for talking to us this morning. And you're very, very welcome. And thank you for coming. You're, it's wonderful. We were chatting about this listeners beforehand, but these men are too modest to say it how all the wonderful work that's been done linked to community throughout Ireland. But we'll only comment on East Clare, for that's where we're from, between GA clubs, rugby clubs, soccer clubs, athletic clubs, and, and community radio programmes. We're, we're very fortunate and we're very blessed. And keep supporting them and keep talking to these people, because they're mighty. God bless. Thanks. Continuing the sporting theme, Leo Doyle asked Pat McMara for his thoughts on last weekend's Clare hurling and Ireland's rugby fixtures. But Pat, we start with the hurling. 
Clare went down to Cork uh, first round of the National League started very very well maybe flattered to deceive a bit unfortunately were turned over and got maybe were completely beaten and didn't pet yeah, it was a bit disappointing to be honest about it, Leo. Uh, I suppose we 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 we, 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 we once we went down there ourselves, but with the team went down there with the supporters thinking maybe you know we we're close enough to Cork that you know apart from Limerick that the team is following on might be close enough to each other. I suppose Waterford we feel a little bit ahead as well. I'd say you know in the recent couple of last couple of years performances, but uh, it was a disappointing performance and it was the first day out, first league game. But Clare had a couple of games under the beds so that Cork didn't really have that, so. You would have expected maybe a bit more um, in terms of fight and in terms of intensity and physicality. And the physicality aspect, I think, is one aspect of that is an issue. Um, Cork ran around at will as the game went on and seemed to be loose and seemed to be able to get scores without having too much effort to put into it. And uh, Clare struggled, uh, apart from a few individuals who played well. So um, there's issues there. I know this time last year you went up to Antrim and lost. You might say it got worse to lose to Antrim than lose to Cork. In one way it was... But you felt that after the entering game, they were going to get it right the next day. Whereas you're not feeling 100% that they're going to do the job against Wexford now, having lost to Cork when you knew they were up for the game. So um, disappointing. But look, at um, it'll be forgotten about in a few months' time if we pick it up, which we yeah. hope we will. And of course, we're missing a lot of players. But Absolutely. A, a very positive uh, development from the game. The competitive league debut of, of, of Patrick Cratty here from the local club in Scarif and, and Mac Rogers also you know obtained you know, two leading lights from, from from the one club here you know leading the attack down in Parky Cueve you know I mean it was brilliant I mean Patrick Crotty for such a young fellow just gone 18 it's unbelievable uh, the assurance he brings to his play his his, his his physicality but for most of all his his skill and his striking is brilliant and uh, confidence also does not seem to be an issue so fantastic Mark Rogers is our most threatening forward and he's only what a year or two older so um, a couple of years older I suppose but look at it's great for Scarif no question about it I mean uh, the, the forward line they can produce in this year's championship if all stay fit is going to be a serious forward unit in terms of the other guys as well that they have so uh, you Clare that's very that's very that's very good and promising and that's very great from a Clare point of view and I know Shane Mean is going to be a super forward as well but I think that there's a lot of issues in defence Leo uh, we're just not tight enough we're not physical enough and we don't seem to play well as a unit or as individually and uh, puck outs are another issue. I mean, Aver is trying to bury them as best he can and uh, some are working for him and some aren't and it's an overall issue I think Brian Lohan and the lads have to uh, you know, plan well, for I think what happens. In, in, in fairness to Brian Lohan, in he, he, he highlighted this at the very word goal yeah. that there was a big job on. And yeah. Oh yeah, it is, it is and look, it's progress. a work in progress. It throws out my mouth. So we're not going to get too despondent. I mean, if we can beat Rexford who are absolutely unbelievably up for the game against Limerick massively physical match Limerick in the physical stakes ok Limerick missing a few um, over in Wexford Park of course to uh, you know Wexford it's, it's worth 5 or 6 points to Wexford I think so uh, Wexford will come with a big strong team and I think it's a great chance for Clare uh, Leo they wouldn't be as free flowing as Cork in their hurling so at home it's a great chance for Clare to say ok can we match these physical teams can we bring intensity to our game and maybe the lads who haven't shown much of that and maybe in recent times there's a the chance for a step up note against win the Wexford game and shove into it and see that at least they can they can fight hard for ball, win some rocks and stop runners running. Uh, you know whether it's the hard way or the or the, the easy way, they have to show a bit more bite. Yeah, indeed. And look, at, we wish them the very best to look in that game. And there's no doubt they will yeah. they will uh, play well against Wexford as they always do. Pat, before we we close the show uh, today, Six Nations. Big game this evening. Big game with, with with friends coming up the weekend. But I suppose a great confidence booster with the win over Wales last weekend. It was brilliant to Scotland beat England, Leo. 
I think every Irishman thinks of that one first because you mentioned in, mentioned in your intro. But yeah, a very very confident performance. Uh, Wales, okay, missing their captain Win Jones and maybe a couple of others. But look at uh, a team that just didn't look to have any great myths at the bottom. But I think Ireland made them look ordinary. But this Ireland team is building. In fairness to Farrell, the Ottoman internationals began to play a mixed brand of of, of beef bath forwards and forwards combining with backs and maybe more creative. And that was carried on again. Some lovely scores and. Uh, like the ring grows great to see Conway scoring his couple of tries. Uh, Hansen was a revelation, I suppose. Uh, it was expected from the the Galway men, the Galway, the, the Galway, yeah. And uh, but he and, and the thing about it is he had the ball in his hands. I'd say I don't know how many times in the game he was in position. He, he used to be around all over the place. He wasn't stuck in the out in the left wing waiting for the two or three passes a game or a kick. And uh, looks like a real find. And I mean, with Low there to come in and. And see, and minerals like in Larmor, all these like we're seen to be well. And, H- and that's H- the thing. Hinshaw, Henderson, they're all Hinshaw come in the centre. If and, and that's what everybody's wondering about that the central pairing. Uh, but look at uh, the Wales game is a real test. Uh, of the sorry, the the um, French French game is a real test. And you know, France were did what they had to do against Italy, but I think they can up their performance big time from the Italy game. Um, but Ireland in a good place, very confident, and I think they have a few more strings to the road they probably didn't show. Uh, I think there's a lot of good variety in their back play, and uh, and and of course <laughs> when you see when you see uh, Furlong uh, with these soft hands swinging, almost try scoring passes out as if he was as if he was uh, Dan Carter or so, it was unbelievable. Yeah, but you've got their strength in depth, and you have to give credit to Farrell. He he has turned things around. You do. A lot of people were sceptical about him. And we were all getting sceptical. We thought it was one one trick pony and very, very dull play. Suddenly they started to open up last, last, last uh, November. And uh, there's, a, there's a real pattern now in terms of they can play the game anyway. And that's what you need. You need a variety of all the skills and all the approaches. And you have to, you know, you have to keep the opposition guessing. And that's what they're exactly what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they seem to be able to get over the last now. They would say, let's say, um, Conor Murray isn't starting anymore. Comes in to steady the ship, maybe. You know, um, Keenan at full back has just become, again, a steady, you know, made that his own. We run the boat full back there for a while, uh, maybe not too long ago. And I mean, the front row, uh, you know, is, is becoming nearly legendary at this stage. Uh, test on test this weekend against the French French guys. That's a serious French front row as well. So um, yeah. fascinating game. And of course, you'll have Dupont sni- sniping around. Oh, one hundred percent. That's a, another good test for his for 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 um, for uh, the, the New Zealand the New Zealand man. Yeah, Jimison. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, at, we look forward to all those games the weekend. And uh, Pat, thanks for Indeed. that. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend, and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarf Bay Community Radio.